Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, you guys. It's Misty, and this is Lattes and Legends. It is Wednesday. Happy home day. I have quite possibly the funniest, most interesting, crazy podcast today. Um, it might be a little long, but you are going to love every flipping second of it. Um, so I just really quick wanted to say. Thanks for everyone that's been ordering stickers for coffee mugs. Looks like I might run out soon, so I will re-up the inventory for those. And my awesome friends that made those for me, those are amazing. Um, what else? I am making a cup of coffee for myself at home. It's been a long day. Long, long day but a good day. So that's always fantastic. Um, really fast, want to say hello to my friends at Bring On The Weird. You guys are awesome. You guys should really listen to this podcast if you're into conspiracy theories and um, just abnormal things like I love. Uh, social media, let's talk about it. Find us on uh, me, not us. Find me on Facebook, Lattes and Legends Podcast, Twitter, Instagram, and what else? Lattes and Legends at gmail.com, Lattes and Legends Podcast.com. Um, I'm taking a short break weekend after next, going 
coming up to Denver, see some friends, hear some music, hopefully not get the plague, so that should be awesome. Um, I wanted to really fast thank some new Twitter followers, because you guys have been so supportive and so amazing, and so many people have been listening from Twitter, so that makes me super, super excited, so, um, who did I want to shout out to? Pod people, they find podcasters from all over the world, and they are awesome, I really like their Twitter feed, and it's really been cracking me up lately, um, who else, let's see, let me just dive in, always on pod, been listening to them lately, uh, funny but it's not podcast, been listening to you guys, and let's shout out one more, who have I listening to, ooh, crime culture, that's a good one too, um, they talk about true crime and pop culture, and, uh, I'm really digging them, so you should check those out too. And here we go. So I am, uh, yeah, I'm going to talk about urban legends they told us as kids. Yeah, so if you guys hear my tea kettle, it's because my coffee is about to be brewed. So um, I also have Twilight Zone in the background, uh, but it's not too loud, so if you guys haven't guessed already, that's probably my favorite show. Alright, I have a lot of sources uh, for today. I have my friend Leanne um, that went to high school with. Hey Leanne, hope you're listening. She gave me some good tales. I have um, HuffPost.com, Vice.com, BuzzFeed. USA Today, um, MetTV.com, Bustle.com, BestLifeOnline.com, TheActiveTimes.com, Complex.com, AnitasNotebook.com, and a good old friend, Wikipedia. So, here we go with some urban legends they told us as kids. The first one is called The Watchful Paintings. Um, Emily posted this one on Facebook. This has me creeped out ever since I heard it. Here it goes. One night, there was a man walking alone in the woods. He noticed that it was getting darker outside and he needed to find a place to sleep. Eventually, he came across a cabin and decided it would suffice. When he went in, he noticed that the walls were covered with paintings of people and their eyes seemed to be following him. It freaked him out a little, but since it was late, he decided to ignore it and go to sleep. When he woke up in the morning, he noticed the paintings were gone and there were only windows. I would freak out. Um, here's another one from Lori Ann on Twitter. <clears throat> it's called The Tapping. She writes, In Hawaii, there's a place called Morgan's Corner on, a, on, on one of the islands. Legend says that a couple were getting hot and heavy in the car and heard tapping on the roof. 
The girl was getting nervous and asked her boyfriend if they could leave. But when the car wouldn't start, but then the car wouldn't start. Since this was the time before cell phones, the boyfriend had to go out and find some help, leaving his girlfriend to wait. Eventually, she heard tapping on the roof again, so she left the car to find her boyfriend. When she looked back, he was hanging from the vines of the tree above the car, and his fingertips were brushing the roof as his body swung back and forth. I feel like I've heard many versions of that one. Um, here's one from Isla on Twitter. It's called Humans Can Lick Too. When I was younger, a story that used to creep me out was one involving a dog. It was about this girl who was so close to her dog that every night they would sleep under her bed. And whenever she was scared or lonely, she would put her hand under the bed and the dog would lick it. One night, she kept on hearing a dripping sound. She found it a bit unsettling, so she put her hand under the bed and felt the reassuring hand licking. The dripping kept going. So finally she got up to see what it was. She walked into the bathroom and looked in horror. Her dog was hanging from the shower head with its blood drip, drip, dripping and on the wall, written in her beloved dog's blood, said dogs aren't the only ones who can lick. Oh my god, you guys. Oh my god. Oh. I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> anyway, um, here's another one from Connie on Facebook. She wrote one called The Clown Statue. Um, a family hires a babysitter to watch the children for the evening while the parents go out to dinner. Midway through the meal, one of the parents brings the sitter to check in. The sitter lets the parents know that everything is fine and the children are now in bed. She asks the parents if it's okay to watch a show in their bedroom, and they say it's fine. The sitter then asks if it's okay if she throws a blanket over the statue of the clown in the bedroom, as she is a bit scared of clowns. The parent replies, grab the kids and get out of the house. We do not have a statue of a clown in our room. Yikes, 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 yikes. Um, this next one is from Matt from Facebook. It says, oh, it's called The Killer in the Backseat. Oh, man, my mom used to, <laughs> her mom used to tell us this story. <laughs> oh, God, here we go. Um, Matt says, it's an old cliche, but it gets me to this day. If... I'm driving alone at night, I occasionally will freak myself out into turning on the light and looking into the back seat. If, for some reason, you've never heard this story, here's a shorthand version. The girl is leaving a party or a dance late at night, and she notices a truck following her very closely, occasionally flashing its high beams at her. She slows down to let him pass, but he stays right on her tail, flashing his high beams. She speeds up, he speeds up. She takes an unexpected turn, he does the same, and so on. When she gets when she gets home, she runs out of the car, screaming at her parents. There's a psycho following her. But the guy in the truck calmly gets out and explains he saw a creepy guy 
crawl into her back seat just before she left, and every time he popped his head up, the driver flashed his high beams in order to scare him. They look in the car and see a creepy looking guy with a knife rolled up on the floor of the car. Oh my god, oh my god. Alright, here's another one from Shauna on Facebook. It's called The Call from Inside the House. I think most of us might know this one. Um, Shauna writes, I was 13 years old and had just landed my very first solo babysitting job from 7 to 9 at night. I made the mistake of reading the story of the babysitter who was sitting in the living room while the kids were asleep upstairs when the phone rang. When she picked it up, a creepy voice asked her if she'd checked on the children. This happened again and again, so she called the police who put a trace on the line. When the man called again, the police were able to trace the call from inside the house. Long story short, there was a serial killer in the house. The babysitter ran upstairs to find the children dead and gutted with a message written on the wall in blood. I told you to check the children. As the babysitter... As a babysitter, I locked every door, turned on every light, and sat on the couch with a knife. And yes, I checked on the kids every two minutes. Wow. That story, I feel like that's another one that gets me every time. It's creepy. Um, this one, next one is from Chloe on Twitter. <clears throat> it's called The Counting Doll. Guys... This already freaks me out. I cannot stand dolls. They freak me out. Freak out, freak out, freak out, freak out. Anyway, uh, here we go with Chloe's story. So there was this girl named Rebecca, and her mom gave her some money one day to buy lunch after school. On the way, she passed a store that had this doll in the window, and it was holding up one finger. Rebecca thought the doll was really cool, so she brought it home instead of buying food. When she got home with the doll, she left it downstairs and went upstairs to do homework. A little while later, the doll began walking up the stairs, saying, One step, Rebecca. Two steps, Rebecca. And so on, in a sing-song voice, all the way up to ten stairs. And after that, the doll said, I'm here, Rebecca. Later on, Rebecca's mom came home, made dinner, and called Rebecca downstairs. When Rebecca didn't come, her mom said, Rebecca, don't make me go up there. Rebecca did still, still did not come. So her mom went upstairs to get her, and when she got to Rebecca's room, she was dead on her bed with blood everywhere. And the doll was standing on her dresser, now holding up two fingers. The fingers were the number of people he had killed. (sighs) Um, nope. Nope. Hard pass. Um, the next story is from Twitter. Dia01. Alright, that's called the hotel room. There was this man who stayed at a hotel for a business trip. He was given a key card from his room and went up to his floor. On the way to his room, he noticed one of the doors still had a keyhole. 
and had not been converted into a card reader. Huh, interesting, he thought, and he headed to his room. He couldn't stop thinking of that one door all night, and he wondered why it hadn't been changed. The next morning, curiosity got the best of him, and he peeked into the keyhole on his way out. He saw a lady with long white hair standing in the corner facing away from him. He shrugged and went about his day. He returned to the hotel later, exhausted and eager to get back from his room to his room, and he saw the door again. He figured it wouldn't hurt to look, and when he did, it had been blocked. Something bright red seemed to have been put in front of the door, in front of the keyhole. Well, they must have noticed me earlier, he thought, embarrassed, so he went on his way to bed. The next morning, he asked a hotel employee, checking him out about the room. The lady said, oh, last time someone stayed in that room, it was a bride waiting for her wedding to start. Her groom never showed up, and she suddenly passed away in that very room the next day. No one has touched it since. She's very hard to forget. She has long white hair. goes that the super old dog died of natural causes when the guy was watching it and for whatever reason he had to bring it to the family vet to get it checked out and confirmed as dead the vet's office was inside a mall or heavy foot trafficked plaza something like that so the dog sitter put it in a duffel bag to carry it in without looking like a weirdo or traumatizing anyone while lugging this heavy bag around inside the place, someone came up to him and asked if he needed help carrying it. The dog sitter declined. The stranger then asked what was inside of the bag. Improvising, he said it was his computer and some electronics. Suddenly, the stranger grabbed the bag out of the sitter's hands and ran off with it, thinking he'd pull off a huge robbery, only to be in a, for a big surprise later. And our poor hero was left to find an excuse that would explain why the corpse of the family's beloved dog had disappeared. Hmm. Let's see. This one is from Terry. Terry on Twitter. On this one is another one that pretty much all of us know. Admit it. No matter how old you are, you still get a little spooked when you're in the bathroom in the dark. As with any urban legend, this one has many variations, but mainly they consist of standing in front of a bathroom mirror and chanting Bloody Mary to summon her. Some versions of the story say she's a witch. Others say she was a beautiful woman who became disfigured. It is often used as a dare while kids are having sleepovers because few can muster up the courage to can chant the name three, five, or however many times you're supposed to do it. The mirror and the darkness only add to the creepiness. So, what supposedly happens when you summon Mary? Why don't you do it and find out? That's pretty true. Um, 
it's really funny it's when I was in middle school I think middle school we had these huge um, trough like sinks and you would push your foot down on the lever and all the water would come out like a rain like a um, waterfall and there were these huge mirrors around it and um, for some reason the kids at my school decided to tell me that there was someone that would come out of the mirror and kill you in the bathroom um, just going to go ahead and say that the story um, is not the most PC in wording but keep in mind I was in middle school in the late 80s and 90s so as you can imagine um, being a kid then no one was really offended by anything because we kind of did what we wanted to um, which is kind of why our country is so messed up right now but anyway um, so the story (laughs) goes if you said uh, black midget three or five times this quote black midget would come out kill you in the middle school bathroom and so for a long time I was terrified of this little person like utterly terrified um so that's one of the urban legends that I was told as a middle schooler um I'm pretty sure it was I was told by big kids um so there's also an urban legend a couple urban legends from my friendly Anne about Gravity Hill, how you couldn't park your car there um, by the old cemetery and it would pull you up and you would see shadows and ghosts in the old house. And then there was an urban legend in middle school about being careful at the mall food court bathrooms because there was a weird person that would come in and shoot you up with drugs um, that would kill you or make you a raving addict instantly. So, um, and then I got some more stories, and I saw lots more about Gravity Hills and different cities and countries. So clearly, Gravity Hill is not just where I grew up. Thanks, Leanne, for those. Um, all right, here we go. This one. is about college students and this one came from Jen on Twitter. So here's one for college students. So there's this girl who's having a late night study session at the library. But when she realized she forgot one of her books, she sighs, berates herself, and then begins to walk back to her dorm room. Mm, Or she was on her way to the party, but she got cold, she should get her sweater. There's many versions of this story. In any event, she knows her roommate who's been feeling under the weather has already turned in for the night. As such, she keeps the light off while she finds whatever she's looking for and then she leaves. She comes back super late and just crashes out. But in the morning when she wakes up, she finds her roommate dead, her throat was slashed and scrawled on the wall in lipstick or blood or something red are the words, aren't you glad you didn't turn on the light? Ooh, I've heard that one a few times too, just in different um, varieties. Oh, um, this one did not have a name, but got sent to the email. I don't know, it's some Yahoo address, I'm not sure. Uh, 
who sent it, but thank you. So this one is about the Phantom Hitchhiker, and I think I've talked about a Phantom Hitchhiker before, yeah, on um, Riverdale Road, and I also gave my two cents in about the movie The Hitcher and the Twilight Zone episode about a hitchhiker. This one goes like this. It's late, it's dark, and there's a guy driving home when he spots a girl by the side of the road. He's not usually the type to pick up hitchhikers, but she looks like she could really use a ride, so he pulls over. She thanks him and climbs in the back, giving him an address. It's not too far out of his way, so he doesn't mind dropping her off at the door. The ride goes uneventful, and soon they say goodbye. He discovers when he gets home, however, that she left her sweater in the back seat. He's got a good memory, so the next day he drives back, drops off the sweater, to drop off the sweater. He rings the doorbell. An old woman answers. He presents the sweater and says that he must have given her daughter a ride home. The old woman smiles sadly and says, That's my Lydia. She died in a car crash in 1923. She must still be trying to get a ride home. In some versions, the hitchhiker has to go to the cemetery. Um... Yeah, and so there's lots of urban legends about this. Um, apparently, the bridge that this Lydia died on is real, and it's in North Carolina. So. Um, all right, here's the last one. <laughs> and when I started this podcast, this is the one my sister asked me if I was going to do. So I think this might be all I have time for. So. This one cracks me up to this day. Um, when we were kids... I don't know if it was middle school or high school, the whole idea of doing LSD and all that was so, we were so naive about it. And then we kept hearing stories about this guy that took too much acid, but he thought he was a glass of orange juice. So apparently this urban legend started in the 1960s. He was just a normal guy until the story of the orange juice man, the story of the orange juice man goes like this. Um, There was once a man who was smuggling sheets of acid into the United States. Some say he was smuggling them in from Mexico, some say Canada. In all the stories, he had the sheets of acid tucked into his undershirt to hide them from the border guards. He had quite a lot, and they were stuck over every inch of his chest and his back. He knew that if he could get them across the border, he would make big money, and he really needed it. That's why he was doing it. The flip side was that if he got caught, he'd be in jail for a long time. The border was especially busy the day that he went through, and it was moving very slow. As he stood in line, he couldn't help but think of all the ways the border guards could catch him. Like one might feel the LSD under his shirt, or even worse, they might untuck his shirt and they might fall out. Um, As the man got closer to the border, he got more and more nervous. He was having second thoughts but it was too late to leave now. If he ran off, they would know something was wrong. He was trapped. The crazy thoughts of being caught swirled in his head, and he started to shake and sweat profusely. The closer he got to being searched, the more nervous he got, and the more he would sweat. The thing was, the the sweat was starting to activate the drugs in the sheets of LSD, and he didn't realize it until it was too late. All of the LSD absorbed into his system at once. He fell to the floor as soon as he reached the border guards. The man was rushed to the hospital, but not much could be done. Nobody had ever been known to take, have taken so much LSD at once. 
so the doctors at the hospital just waited for him to wake up to see what the effects would be. What happened next surprised everyone. When the man woke up, he didn't know where he was. He didn't know who he was or what had happened. In fact, he didn't even know he was a human. Imagine everyone's surprise when they realized that the man now thought he was a glass of orange juice. Not only would he... Not only that, but he would run around the hospital in a frenzy because he was afraid that someone would tip him over or drink him. (laughs) The urban legend of this man was so widespread that some newspapers started to report it as fact. And the orange juice man was sometimes even blamed for crimes that were committed in cities. Which goes to show you, you don't have to overdose on LSD to believe in crazy things. (laughs) Oh, I have a few minutes. Okay. So then I got a few more about LSD and cannabis. Um, So let's see the best one. Oh, I don't know. Um, Here's one that's called Man Slices Off His Face and Feeds It to His Dog. One urban legend holds that a man who, while under the influence of PCP, thoroughly sliced off pieces of his own face, including his eyes, to feed his pets. Some version of this tale said he suffered permanent brain damage as well. This legend is remarkably similar to the character Mason Berger in Hannibal. The legend, however, dates back to 1990, earlier than, than the book was written in 1999, and can be traced to former New York homicide detective Vernon Gerbeth, who writes about it in his book, Practical Homicide Investigation. According to the detective, this actually did occur to a man named Michael, and one of Gerbeth was one of the detect- detectives at the scene. Um, and another man mentioned it in his book as well. Oh, PCP, yikes. All right, and um, it looks like that's all the time I have. Oh man, I wish I could do even more of these. These are really interesting. Um, Thank you so much for listening. That was really fun to share. <laughs> um, and uh, I think I will be recording on Friday. I'm not sure. We'll see. Have a wonderful week. Don't go slicing off your face because you're on PCP. Uh, if you do enjoy LSD, please don't smuggle it across any borders. And kids, drink your orange juice. Bye. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.